Welcome to the Conversion Tracking Playbook, where we share how to overcome tracking challenges that e-commerce brands face today and real-world examples of transforming data into insights. Welcome back to another episode of the Conversion Tracking Playbook. I'm your host, Brad Redding, and if it's not obvious, I am a little bit under the weather today or for the past few days, and uh, so it's going to be a shorter episode than normal, but still want to continue providing that value and uh, delivering the goods on this podcast. So today I'm going to talk about two things. Uh, Number one is going to be how to split one-time and subscription orders in GA, Facebook, etc. So think about if you are a subscription brand and you offer the ability for somebody to make a one-time purchase or a subscription, how you can split those and then analyze those differently in your different analytics or marketing tools. And then the second topic is going to be how to implement Google Optimize the right way on Shopify as this integration has changed over the years and want to give you the latest and greatest from our team on this implementation. So let's start with the one-time and subscription orders. So let's just ask the question, why? Why would you care or want to split these orders and these events and ultimately the data that you're seeing inside of, let's just talk Google Analytics for the time being? Most of the customers that we've done this with in the past is they they want to view this data on a channel or campaign performance level. So think about a very basic report inside of GA and you're looking at your source medium or down to a campaign level and you just have sessions, goal number one, percentage of people that purchased a one-time order and then goal number two, percentage of people who purchased a subscription product. And ultimately what they are looking for is wanting to see if there are big changes or differences between a particular campaign or channel that is driving more or less of one of those types of purchases. We've also taken this all the way back up to the add to cart and initiate checkout events as well. So think about your add to cart on the product page, you have the option to add a one-time or a subscription product. Same thing, you might wanna see how different channels or campaigns are driving people to ultimately add the one-time or the subscription item to their cart. Obviously, if you have a campaign that's driving higher subscriptions, then your potential, just your math behind and the strategy behind potentially funding that campaign is gonna change drastically versus just at one time. And obviously that's gonna be from repeat orders and lifetime, um, your LTV for that particular customer that gets on a subscription and potentially buys three, four, five, six things on auto reorder. So that's one reason behind the why. Another one is just your landing page. So looking at landing page performance. So if you have different funnels that are going on, different funnels that you are managing on a channel by channel basis, same thing. You want to look at how are these landing pages helping optimize for subscription signups. And then when it comes to Facebook and Google ads, and you can apply this to other channels as well, Facebook actually has a separate subscribe event. So when you are, when someone, let's let's talk legacy recharge checkout, If someone were to go through, a customer were to go through, place an order on recharge, we, and as an Elevar, we would send a purchase event to Facebook and a subscribe event. So we'd actually send two events, even though it was just one purchase. And that same process, we would implement 
maybe not as as frequently as Facebook, but for Google ads as well, is have separate conversions, one for a purchase, one time. Actually, sometimes we've done a purchase and then a separate conversion for a one-time purchase and then another separate conversion for a subscription purchase. And that really gets into all of the marketers that might be listening or that you work with run with how you might apply that to your different campaigns and bidding strategies. But essentially, our job is to look at the different ways that customers are checking out and how we can track those separately to empower marketers to potentially, again, squeeze as much as they can out of the budget. And in these times, as the uh, the market's been going crazy the last week or two, obviously, that's a, that's a critical factor. So that's a little bit on the why, on the one-time versus subscription order split. But now let's talk about the how. If you are on a legacy checkout where you are sending users through an offsite checkout, let's just use Recharge as an easy example here. It's pretty simple, and you can actually do this just following. Uh, there'll be a link in the show notes to the guide on how to do this. But essentially, there's a separate trigger. So on Shopify, we have the DL underscore purchase. On Recharge, ours is DL underscore subscription underscore purchase. And those are two unique triggers that are in GTM. And we just create two tags in GTM, turn off the enhanced e-commerce setting on those tags and assign. So you have one tag, which would be for your one-time purchase, assign that to the one-time trigger. And then you have a second tag that is the subscription purchase. You assign that to the subscription purchase trigger. And then in the event action, you can name it one time and subscription respectively between those two tags. And that's pretty much it. There's other ways you can do it. You could have a dynamic variable in the event action for event name that automatically pulls in DL purchase and DL subscription purchase. But there's many ways to go about that. Ultimately, once you have that in place, then you just you create a goal. So you, you create two goals inside of GA. One goal would, would match that one-time purchase event action name. And then the second goal would match the subscription purchase. And then you have two goals and you can pull those into different reports like the source medium and channel campaign report. You can even link those to Google ads if you wanted. So that's on a legacy checkout. Again, there'll be a link in the show notes so you can learn more on how to do that. If it's the unified checkout, that's a lot harder. It's not as simple to go through since we have that same uh, checkout, same order page. Potentially, if you have upsells in here as well, that can throw another wrench into things. But the way we've done this in the past, so with subscriptions in the unified checkout, there is what's called a selling plan allocation object. And again, I'll have a link in the show notes to this, to the Shopify docs. But the selling plan is basically the subscription. And then there's a bunch of data um, underneath that, like the subscription ID. Technically, it's called the selling plan, but the ID and the group and some other variables that are associated with that. So what we've done in the past to try to work with this as it this implementation with the selling plan has evolved over the last year or so when it was released. But basically what we would do is we would create another custom data layer snippet and we would essentially push another variable. This is a little bit hard to explain over a podcast, but think about the e-commerce object on the thank you page where we have all of your product data. So your product name, product ID, SKU, et cetera. Essentially what we want to do is insert another variable into that which would be the subscription description. So the subscription description, that would contain the details on save 10% on the subscription order or whatever you end up naming that. So essentially within that order object, 
if a user had a one-time item and a subscription item, that variable would be able to distinguish between the two. And again, the rest of the process is pretty similar here. You'd create a variable inside of GTM that's mapping to that variable that we just inserted into that e-commerce object and looking for subscription or however you've set up your subscription products. You set that variable, points at the variable in the object, and then in the trigger and the tag, similar process where we're looking for subscription or discount or whatever you've set up in your implementation. This one is very, it's a lot harder to explain, especially over a podcast without showing you. And again, I'll have a link in the show notes that'll have visuals of what this looks like. But just to recap on the Unify checkout, we create another snippet. We push the subscription data for a line item into your purchase object. So when the page loads on the thank you page. This is what's loading behind the scenes is we are essentially populating the product data and the data layer with a with a piece of subscription data. And then inside of GTM, there's again, many different ways to do this, but essentially we're creating a variable and a trigger that is looking for subscription data uh, from that variable we just created and ultimately tying that to a tag. And then the same thing, creating a goal based on your event action that you create in GTM. So. You might be one scratching your head like, what the heck is he talking about? I'll blame it on being a little bit sick. But again, if this is something that you want to implement, just go to the link in the show notes and we'll walk you through on how to do this. So that's a little bit on the one-time versus subscription orders. Again, how to split these in GA, have different goals, pull them into different reports, how to split them for Facebook and Google ads, and you can apply the same thing. So once you have these triggers created in GTM, then if you wanted to send custom events to any of your other marketing channels. You can send an event for a purchase event and a subscription purchase event, et cetera. Now let's transition into Google Optimize, and this one will be pretty quick. In short, don't implement Google Optimize via Google Tag Manager anymore. I think we're just seeing more and more performance issues coming up from that. And we're also seeing Many brands are starting to delay the loading of GTM for performance and delaying some of the scripts that are loading from Google Tag Manager as well. So when this happens, then Optimize is delayed, and then you might get that funky flickering experience or just a, a janky experience overall for the customer. So don't implement it via GTM. In the Google Optimize docs, and again, there'll be a link in the show notes for this, they have a very simple table. It's just a single script, and there's a sync version and an async version. The synchronous version is essentially the version of the Google Optimize snippet that is going to force the user to actually see the experiment. So if the experiment takes a long time to load, it is going to be a worse page load, page speed experience for the end user. If you implement the asynchronous tag, the asynchronous will time out and is better for the end user page speed performance but again, you, I don't know the exact percentages here, but I'm assuming you're probably still going to get 60 to 70, 80% of people will still see the experiment. So I, I would recommend actually going to start with the async version. And then you can just simply measure, okay, what percentage of people are getting bucketed into the experiment? Compare that to your overall traffic. So if you have 100 sessions that are measured in GA and you only see in this particular experiment, where you have the asynchronous optimized tag implemented. Let's say you only have 40 out of 100 sessions that you are seeing bucketed in that experiment, then you might want to change and go to the synchronous tag. So 
that's the the sync versus async. So again, don't implement via GTM. Use the async tag. And then the last part of this is include this at the very top of your theme.liquid. Include it above the data layer. Include it above the LFR snippets. Include it above everything. Don't let anyone convince you to put it farther down the page because all that's going to do is that will have an impact on the perceived site speed experience for the end user. So it's that simple. So just to recap, no GTM, async tag, put it at the very top of the theme.liquid, and then run your experiments as normal. So that's Google Optimize and the latest and greatest on how to implement that. And if you have any questions, feedback, et cetera, or potentially any ibuprofen, send it my way. And uh, I hope you have a great day and I will see you next week. Did you enjoy today's episode? If so, we release two new episodes per week. So be sure to subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else that you subscribe and listen to your podcasts. I also have a favor to ask. I'd really appreciate if you could leave a comment or review so I can learn exactly how to improve future episodes for you. And last but not least, if you want to connect with me, find me on LinkedIn by searching Brad Redding at Elevar. That's E-L-E-V-A-R. Or you can DM me on Twitter. My handle is I am Brad Redding. I look forward to connecting with you. Thanks again. Thanks again.